and welcome to Bounty Buddies, the Mandalorian Season 3 Retrospective. This is Part 2. I am your host, Tim Lanning, and joining me is Pat Edwards. Hi, all my buddies. And Jane Ritt. Bad Baby No Squeezy. Let's go. Bad Baby No Squeezy, Part 2. Bad Baby No Squeezy! So, Part 1, we go through our general thoughts and cover episodes 1 through 4. And in this episode, we will cover episodes five through eight and kind of touch on what we think of uh, uh, where things are going in the future and other thoughts along those lines. So uh, I guess let's just get right into chapter 21, the pirate. Who was the pirate in this one? All the episodes this season, except for one, start with the. Why do they do that? (laughs) Because they're all about. Wait, we didn't do it for all of them. Who was the Minds of Mandalore? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Minds of Mandalore, I think the Minds of Mandalore. The convert is Bo. <laughs> the foundling is Grogu. <laughs> I thought it was the, or was was it the kid who got stolen? I don't know. I saw some like no, he's thinking not a convert, about he's it. A... Oh, I thought some some thinking about it too hard think piece that was like all of them have double meanings. There's like two characters who for different. That's not wrong. I don't think except for Minds still... of Mandalore. It's like I don't. <laughs> <I'm pretty sure. laughs> <laughs> well, it's in the hearts. Yeah, the mind, the mind <laughs> of, of their belief. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess one could argue that the mythosaur is like deeper in the mind or something. I don't fucking care. But uh, the pirate, I think the pirate is a Gorian shard. What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah, I think it probably is that Bill Nye <laughs> looking, <laughs> looking. I think Pizza Arr! the Hut's the bad guy this episode. <laughs> yeah, vegetarian Pizza the Hut. Um, they bomb the shit. <laughs> they bomb the shit out of Navarro. It's like how could have saw you? this happening? Which is just like I hate this. Like I hate bad. I hate jerks because it's like jerks where it's like they're being jerks and you stand up to jerks and then they want to get revenge on you for saying it's like well what you were being mm-hmm. a jerk and that started this whole thing and I was just standing yeah. up for myself and. I just finished Sopranos, so I have that vibe very strong. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many scenes that show that may be uncomfortable. I was like, but uh, oh yeah, I mean, my overall review is that show rules. But by the end, I'm like, no more, no more. (laughs) Every single member of this cast is horrible. Uh, Please let me die. Uh, But I do love the concept. It's very scary if you think about it, because you know, one of the things that we love so much about season one of Mandalorian is one, just kind of seeing the, you know, peeking behind the curtain of a time that we didn't know a ton about, um, uh, uh, about the, the world. And especially because everything we did know is no longer canon, right? Because, uh, Mandalorian obviously takes place in the only section that we have 45 books about, right? Or like a thousand books about because we didn't have the sequel trilogy. So it's really cool that we got to dig in and plus all the machinations, right? Like, okay, what does this universe do or galaxy do since they don't have the Empire anymore? And what are the negatives they're in? And I really liked this episode because it really leans into the vibe there of, like, you can't just be like, I'm not going to sign the charter. I don't want to pay taxes. Uh, I'm a fucking (laughs) weirdo libertarian. And then, you know, it also shows you how bad the bureaucracy is. So, you know, it's it's very much a kind of like, hey, let's let's have your just desserts. But also, oh, man, there's no humanity here type situation. Yeah. Karga reaches out to our X-Wing pilot that we've seen pop up a time or two. Carson Teva. Love him. And says, Help. But like I know you're not in the Republic, and 
Uh, Taylor's like, ah, it's not going to happen. We're not even helping groups that are in the Republic because we don't have Yeah, we're people. so far behind. You but, know, if I send like a request to Coruscant, it's going to take 45 years. But he yeah. also – there's there's some allusion to, well, actually, I can maybe make a case that there's been lots of piracy and this ties it all together right. or something. So he personally goes – because, again, everything is only 15 minutes away. He, go, he travels to <laughs> Coruscant. To Coruscant. To yeah. go see like, – There's legally an argument that I think that uh, – uh, where Navarro is like mid-rim, right? Is that right? See, Maybe. it's confusing because you assume that all desert planets are outer rim. <laughs> this is desert parentheses Listen, lava. I'm sure so. someone's yes. like, I'll make a map and it'll all make sense. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Because if you, I, yeah. if someone actually had a map, I, I feel like they don't. don't I feel like they don't want a, a canon map because people. Oh, are like, there is a canon. So map. you're telling yeah. me that they, <laughs> yeah, but uh, well, they, they do weirdly have hyperspace lanes, and that's what t- is taxed, ah. and that's pro- probably what this guy doesn't want to pay. So there you go. We love to hear it. Mm, Tim just lawyered me, uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I played the Star Wars RPG Objection. That came up every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes to Coruscant and to see some officer in the forces who's also a bureaucrat it's tim meadows oh, yeah yes. we're clapping yes and uh tim is looks like he's buried in paperwork <laughs> yeah <laughs> disc work disc work yeah you have so many floppy disks on your desk what are you gonna do oh man i don't know and, and i love how similar all of these floppy disks and it makes sense but all of these floppy disks look exactly like the crates of floppy disks that were also in the bureaucracy yeah. uh, when Dr. Pershing, and it was just like, oh, just the sheer amount of data that they are processing and being crushed <laughs> under makes it impossible yeah. to do right. anything. They're just shuffling these boxes to, like, more and more people. It's yeah. like, so stupid. Invent the internet in, in like, Excel, guys. Come on. <laughs> and also we found out that um, Eli Kane is helping Uh-oh. Tim Meadows out, too. Yeah, Here. she's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And, and again, you know, like Jane said, the fact that they use the same data disks, one can assume that they're somewhat similar. It's a little weird that they have to talk <laughs> to this guy in order to get their <laughs> blow up strike mission thing. But, you know, who cares? Yeah. But of course, he turns down because it, it, it kind of repeating what David is like, what? He basically, I can't even help people that are actually in the Republic, so we're not going <laughs> to yeah. help someone who's. But not he's even. about to do it until Kane's like, "That's not fair." Yeah, and he's like, "That's that's true. <laughs> Good point." <laughs> so Tava then goes to. It, it's, it's weird. And somehow, our five through our five, he was able to find. Yeah, our five got some motherfucking backstory, yeah. bro. Like it's deep now. He didn't just die. They keep every every two years. R5's backstory, this has been true for all time. Every two years, R5's backstory like doubles upon itself. Have you heard the one, the, 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 the theory that he malfunctioned himself on purpose in A New Hope? Yes. So they take R2 because he knew R2 No, that's had part the, of a story. The that, okay. I, that's legally canon. That's I canon? Oh. I think so because uh, it's hard to say what's canon anymore, but I believe it's in one of those um, uh, uh, short story anthologies they do. Yeah, it's, um, yeah. Someone called Kevin. I think Kevin was talking about that while we were watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so he shows up at the covert and asks the help after a whole speech thing about like this is the the thing to do, and also we can have right. a home there because the high magistrate offered us land anyway. And mm-hmm. and Bo's like, yeah, I think it's they all like fine. We're gonna do it. Well, you get that kind of a rope a dope where Paz Vizsla you think is gonna be like fuck mm-hmm. this guy, and he's like. 
I say all these things and how fucked up it was that we helped him on Navarro the one time. Yeah, and, my uh, brothers died helping him before. Yeah. And what but we get this is what we do. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, he saved my other. Fuck my brother, but he saved my kid. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> kid better than brother. Woo-hoo. It's like, hey, Pez, yeah. like, you're you're a chill guy now. I guess having your child abducted by a pterodactyl and then brought back under the leadership of Bo Katan really changes you know what? the guy. It will mellow you out, baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's tough out there. But, uh, I how do you? I liked the fight. I thought it was fun, action packed. Uh, I don't remember it. It was uh, actually I thought it was cool from what I yeah, remember. I mean yeah, it was yeah. it was a nice set piece. I just I didn't take the pirates seriously. Yes. No, so they were it, yeah, it, they were chuckle fucks. So day. it kind of like um the the like total lack of menace I think kept it from being like a truly great action set yeah. piece, but I enjoyed it. I mean Yeah, and except for the one moment. Come on. Let's give it up for armor. That part was cool, yeah. but Barbarian you know, skills. It, it was like really similar to a scene in, in Andor. So I was like, I, was, I did, I but this is, I liked it better. Yeah. I mean, she just, I mean, this was sicker. Yeah. Vicious, <laughs> There's no pathos to it. Vicious though. with those forging tools. She's, uh, yeah. I mean, it's a barbarian we, we probably yeah. thought something like this is the height of her doing, using her hammer shit. We won't see her on a goddamn jetpack <laughs> in a cave <laughs> swinging everywhere. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It's, um, you're right. The whole pirate thing was like tough to take them super seriously. So it was hard to be like these are the world's the you know the the universe's best fighters and I mean I guess they're rusty. We we all get rusty, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But it was pretty cool. That's okay. the thing about bullies though, you know. They probably used to like through intimidation. Right, and they don't care about collateral damage mm-hmm. or nothing. They don't care right. about Right. Blowing up the, the the flower store. Yeah. They just want to steal drink in schools and shoot at quack and monkey lizards. <laughs> I hate those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Their life's terrible. But uh I mean that's like most of the episode, honestly, is yeah. is, is yeah. this fight and, or setting up the fight and then the fight itself. And of course the, the Navarro people are incredibly grateful. Grief Karga yeah. offers them a massive, you know, big tract of land that's like this can be your, your home now and um Really, the and, big oh, go ahead. Yeah, and and then of course, um, this all kind of comes full circle when the armor invites Bo into the forge um, and tells her to take her helmet off, and mm-hmm. it's a very interesting moment for Bo because she clearly was not trying to like be read right. into the creed on purpose, right? Um, but she also appears to be like. She she doesn't necessarily believe, but she is finding a bit of community here. Exactly, and she's actually, and she's, she's like, "Is this a trick? Like, are you right? To? Totally." So it was such a fun character development moment for her when mm-hmm. the armor told her to take off her helmet, and she was like, "Are like no?" Um, <laughs> and then yeah. the armor was like, "Do you res- like do you respect me enough to trust me when I say this?" Basically, like, "Do you think I'm trying to trick you?" And then, of course, yes, she, she, yes, exactly. And then she takes it off. Um, but this is a great moment. I love this yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping that it was. <sighs> Uh, the armor being like, you're right. This is dumb. Let me take my hat off. I'm Jar Jar Binks, and then that part would have been cool. But you know what? Instead, she's like, you're not. You're not one of us. You're, you're, you're more important. And we're like, ah, she's the Mandalorian. Yeah, 
into this idea that like, yes, they are a weird cult, but they aren't a weird supremacist cult in a way. Yeah. Like, the only yeah. thing that they are saying is you can't be one of us unless you follow our ways. But there are other valid ways mm-hmm. to be. And there are other valid ways to be a Mandalorian, which is, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. like a very revolutionary message for Mandalorians who, as Bo keeps saying, like, just love to have a civil war, love <laughs> to, you know, betray each other, love right. to be so wrapped up in infighting that they can't actually see the monster creeping over the hill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's weird because, like, I don't watch Clone Wars, but yeah, I do watch things that have watched Clone Wars. So Screen <laughs> Crush fills in the little in betweens for me. But, like, I'm really curious what people that don't consume that type of stuff thought because it's like so much of this is that there are different sects of Mandalorians and explicitly like the ones that are alive are, you know, probably some of the, the fringe sex because they weren't there on Mandalore when it blew up. Right. Cause they're like, you gotta go live in the moon. You guys are weird. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So like when they say things like death watch and shit like that, it's like, I don't, okay, whatever. Sometimes it just sounds like, okay, they're just pointing out their sick patches in which case I don't really need to know what their patches are. It's just sick anyways. But you know, I mean, I I bet it works without it because it's just, it's a set dressing. Right. Right. But I'm curious how well it specifically works. Cause at this point, I don't know that we know that much about, other Mandalorian sex. Obviously, we when we first meet Bo and Axe and uh, what's her nuts, Casca, uh, uh, they are like, we don't do that shit. So we know there's at least two. Right. But there is this sort of vibe of like, no, 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 you need to, we need to bring everyone together. And they're like, there's a third group? Let's go. A That's fourth? A, I, I was next? wondering about that. There's going to be more of that throughout the season. Cause there's people that like wear half a, half a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Which half? Top, bottom, they or They never side. take their pants off. <laughs> Like, have you ever taken your shoes off in front of another? No. Good. It was such an interesting moment um, in in the previous season where, you know, they meet other Mandalorians and they're like, oh, you're one of those. And it's like, oh, this is the minority. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like all Mandalorians aren't, aren't like this. Um, yeah. Yep. It, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, we get, int- we get introduced to the Mandalorians through the hit show Mandalorian, unless you watch literally anything else, right? Right. And they're all weirdos. And right. they're not the real ones. They're so strange. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it's, uh... It's like, if you... Your first American that you met was, like, one of the Amish or, like, an right. old order. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. be like, oh, so all Americans really, like cotton dresses <laughs> it's like well Which kind of kind, that is true you, that phrase is, is true but you got lucky on that one yeah <laughs> and so she announces you know to everyone that this is Bo's mission will be to unite the tribes the clans the factions yeah. Um, yeah. and then our this episode ends with a little little button little cliffhanger of uh, uh, Carson Tava's back doing his patrol and he comes across a, a prison transport ship that's been all fucked up and it was Gideon's ship and there's no sign of Gideon. The, yeah. And they've been kind of hinting at this yeah. throughout the season yeah. of like Gideon is supposed to be uh, moved for like processing and, you know, trial, but we haven't heard anything from it. Oh, it's probably not a big deal. And then you hear, Oh, the rumor is his ship didn't make it to port or whatever. Yeah. And then here we are. It's uh, fucked up, and um, there's Mandalorian Beskar in the wall. Bum bum bum. This is where um, 
Uh, Screen Crush brought up a good point. They should have had Kara Thrace, uh, uh, Gene Carano's character, or whatever her name is, Gina Carano's character, just like there, dead as fuck. <laughs> Solve that. Oh, because they, they say her, her name one time in the first episode, yeah. Grief Cargo says she was transporting him for prison. So, yeah. She it, got sent to racist island. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I will admit this um, misdirect did get me when they're like, Same. and there's Beskar embedded in. And I was like, oh, no, like all, right. all her all her other Mandalorian was friends, that, they took yeah. a back. Axe, what are you up to, bro? Well, they doubled down on that in the next episode, too. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Um, the misdirect, which we can jump right into. <laughs> well, yeah, th- this episode called Guns for Hire. Not the guns for hire. How do you think the guns for hire are in this episode, gang? Mm. Mm. So again, I, I'm actually. I think, I think it's I'm believing the double meaning think piece now because it's it's. You have the we have the opening scene, so we see all Bo's former people are essentially guns for hire, but then like Bo and Din act like guns for hire. So true. Episode. So I don't That's know. So I think true. I might be converting yeah, to this. Uh, I might be the convert. So true. The names are the worst things about these episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, uh, this opens with, I I, I found this funny and enjoyable, a segment of some random ship with some aliens we really haven't seen before. Yes. (laughs) And they get like waylaid by what you think is an Imperial cruiser, Mm -hmm. but it's not. It's, it's Axe Woves and Cosca Reeves and, Bo's former crew that basically says they were hired. We know you've got some, you know, some rich, it's, it's a rich person's adult son. Essentially like, yeah, you got him. No, you're in love. Give us that fail son. Now. (laughs) This part, we know you've got ruled. We know you like, if they had more scenes like this, every scene should be this. Wait, right. Do you two watch? So fucking strange. Yeah. I love this. I love little things like this. Do you two watch succession? Yeah. Okay. It's like, we know you've got Kendall Roy. Bring him over. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's worse than Kendall Roy. It's also implied that uh, he's mentioned in the very first episode. Because, like, oh, I know you're trying to transport the prince of uh, Alderaan. Or not Alderaan. Whatever the fuck. Mon Calamari. Um, Mm -hmm. So that's possible. It's the guy that was mentioned before. Ooh, isn't that interesting? But I love it because the the squid ones, what are they, Weakway or something like that? I don't remember. Quarry. Corin, thank you. Weakway is something else. Um, they're always the bad guys in yep. things, and the Mon Calamari are the good guys. So it was so sick seeing them together, and then seeing that sick ass alien kiss. I wanted more though. This should have been the first time Star Wars did a nudity. In a scene. <laughs> they could get away with it because you just make the anatomy so. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> we are nude. Yeah. <laughs> Look at us. Yeah, we're doing it right now. What do, you, what do you think that these? Current yeah, they just pull apart from kissing and look at the cameras like that was a good fuck. Yeah. <laughs> what well, like, we did, up we just eggs. did sex. We just did sex. Those are good. That you put eggs in my pouch. <laughs> Thank you. And meanwhile, Anyways, the Mandalorians are like, "Are you done? What the fuck?" <laughs> and the one Mandalorian's eyes are huge. It's like, "Oh, you're one of those." Okay, <laughs> I got it. Okay. No, these are the Mandalorians that fuck. It's the one in the helmets that don't fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's always the there's the okay. You're so repressed that you're into super weird kinky stuff. Right? <laughs> and then there's the one that like you've done everything. So now you, much like the weird like uh, 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 Baptist kid, you also are into uh, uh, Mon Calamari porn. And I, was, I think, you know, I think arm Din's- class mean. 
Dins covert is into soaking. <laughs> yes. Yeah. They like they like rub their chins on each other or something like that. Let <laughs> me uh, uh, cut to um, Bo and Din heading to the planet that Axe Wolves and them are hanging out in. Yeah. And I think there's a number after it. I, forget, I didn't write it down. But six six. They talk to them. They go visit the the royal, and it's like a, a duke and a duchess or a baron, and it's <laughs> it's Lizzo and Jack Black, and they're delightful. Yeah. And charming. And, 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 you know, it was, they try to go to like just directly talk to. <laughs> The Mandalorians and yeah. the monorail will not let them. It yells Dude. at them and shoots them directly. To they Lizzo. are literally on a train and they're like, nope, yeah. <laughs> you will stay on this track. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I guess we have a side quest. You know, this episode's really weird. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And I, I, I can, well, I almost said you can never tell what the Star Wars fans will think, but you can. They'll be mad. That's the answer, typically. So when I saw Lizzo and Jack Black, I was like, all right, whatever. You know, Lizzo's not a very great actress, but I'm. she's perfect. You know, there's there's nothing wrong here. There's a million ba- – Mark, uh, uh, Mark Hamill was not a good actor in the in A New Hope. So whatever. Who gives a fuck? Lizzo did better than him. So I was like, hey, it's fun. Who gives a shit? And Jack Black was just being a goofy guy. Yeah. There's a million goofy guys in the Star Wars. So it didn't really bother me that much. It was just kind of like, okay, whatever, you know. And then seeing online how people fucking lost it, I was like, okay, maybe I'll dial back my, like, objective critique. I'm like, nope, they're perfect. And I think it was one of the ones that went viral. Like, what a shitty take. Someone had a picture of them, too, being kind of silly, like, behind the scenes or a video of them. Yeah. It was like, Star Wars isn't for nerds anymore. It's for the cool kids, the ones who left when we were stuffed in lockers. And I'm like, you could not pick two celebrities with less high school bully energy than Lizzo and Jack Black. Yeah. yeah, I think Lizzo even like quote retweeted it's like, okay, then I guess I'll show all my bullies this and yeah. tell them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like watching this show while not having an active social media exposure has allowed me to just like purely interact with it oh, without having like? being surrounded by the poison. <laughs> it's like I did have a minute of like I'm sure that this makes people really mad, but I'm not going to talk to them. I'm only going to yeah. talk to my pals and my bounty buddies. <laughs> well, like uh, the poison made me like it more, right? right. Because it was like, what's the point of critiquing it, right? Yeah. There's no point. Like it is what it is. It's, it's no, it's, it's no goofier than anything else. Adventure side quest episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where spoiler alert: the guy who is named Hellgate has a trick <laughs> up his sleeve. <laughs> so yeah, Christopher Lord's in this episode. Yeah. Like yeah. No, this episode is so weird it's that weird. it's the classic thing that they did every like this. This episode is every episode of season one and two, and this episode literally, like Jane says, just veers off track <laughs> of the main plot. So and it has like. Someone who's not traditionally an actress, and it has a clown man uh, who we love. You know, we love both of them. And so it has all the things going against it. And then Christopher Lloyd shows up, and then we're like, what is happening? And then all the colors show up, and it's like, is this, is this like fucking, oh my god, my brain is blank. What's uh, Harrison Ford? Are you a cyborg? Blade Runner. Uh, Blade Runner. Is this the Blade Runner? It you know, kind of is. But also, like, it does shit. that thing a lot of the episodes do where it's like a little bit of establishment, a big detour, and then one final scene that like with big plot step forward. Like it's yeah. like yeah. In one yeah, scene. Because yeah. uh, the, the issue, the reason they got waylaid is uh, Lizzo and Jack Black, I forgot their names, but basically 
It's they're Rizzo in a, and Jack Black. Okay, they're in a bit yeah, of a pickle. It might as well be open which they rule so the planet of Kazir like, in real life. Also, which I feel like those both <laughs> could be Star Wars names. Um, yeah, and I love that Jack Black. He's like a former Imperial like Duke. Yes, and they're yeah. like, okay, you can keep the planet. I don't fucking know, man. So he still has his own the, uh, in number a and shit like that. So but. yes, because of his status though as a former Imperial sympathizer, they're not allowed to have a standing army. Mm, they're like Japan. They're like a. They have a droid issue where they're malfunctioning sometimes in dangerous ways and they feel like it's happening too frequently and too dangerously that yeah. there's something so didn't Bo do it do a detective do a noir and, ex- yeah. and meet christopher lloyd who's hellgate the chief of security um, and he seems relatively trustworthy yeah, but then yeah. he's like this is kind of like slavery right yes and we're like damn yeah <laughs> fair point damn. um <laughs> Mando lets a little bit of his old prejudices come out when they're at the loading dock and he decides, I'm going to find out which of these droids is fucked up by just kicking them. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Because, like, to me, there's no, it, like, obviously, kick those battle droids, you know, much like Jane said, kill every Imperial. She said that, I think. Um, I'm I like, these it. are, ev- <laughs> these are evil Black. droids. Kick them. And also, it, it reminded me 110% of uh, humans in our world kicking those Boston Dynamic yes, robots. That's all I yeah. was like, it was so funny. Like, I, and and Bo, I, appre- I appreciate the dynamic of Din being just a huge weirdo and Bo being like, can you chill? Can you just be act normally? <laughs> I, I almost just said, I want Bo to meet ah- Ahsoka so bad, but then I was like, they know they each other. They have so much backstory. They know, like, each, they know other. each other way more than yeah. Din and Bo yeah. do. Oh, yeah, so like there's no, you know, margin. we still want to see it, but like, it's not going to be, oh, you're the other adult. Got it. Cool. Yeah, so his super whatever. smart, well thought out plan, of course, works great because on like the third one he kicks, <laughs> does freak out. <laughs> <laughs> and they chase it down. <laughs> and, and, stop and, it. and Dan is like, okay, I will continue to not learn any lessons. <laughs> I figured it out. Like, or did you just kick it so hard and freaked out? Why are you running? Only guilty people run. You kicked me. <laughs> they find uh, a, a Star Wars USB or a spark stick, as they call it. That have been implanted in this droid that has some crazy code they go to. Uh, it's perfect. Which I love little things like this. I love yeah. little world building yeah. things like the droid bar. Stuff. Uh, yeah, no, like, everything about this episode is both so stupid and perfect that that's why it's five out of Things five. Things like this me. are what I like are my favorite pieces of like sci-fi and fantasy of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a droid bar. Why not? And they, they drink lubricant for their droid. Oh, yeah, what like, was the droid yeah. bar's name? Uh, it, it was the, really cool. The Restrictor or something. Uh, the Jackaw. Oh. The Resistor. Droid. There's this there. I remember because I was pretty sure that this was going to be like, oh, and then everyone learns a valuable lesson about why, you know, droids shouldn't do menial labor. Like, I thought that I had this episode's mm. through line clocked pretty early on. And then it was like, no, the droids, well, you know, they, they go into the droid bar. And of course, Din is being a huge asshole to everyone. <laughs> hey, <kudos laughs> and she is cause... like, can you stop and let me talk to people? Please? Yeah. <laughs> kudos to them for resisting the the urge to have a cameo from the one droid from the han solo prequel that was like freedom for droids like in the bar drunk on lubricant like ranting yeah. about droid rights um which i feel like is something she's the millennium super- falcon now 
Oh, that's right. I forgot. I haven't. I saw the movie one time. We don't, time we don't talk about like, it. I don't need to watch this Sorry, again. I just wanted to see the. I forgot. The I hundred. I completely blanked that. Rise in Tim's yeah. cheeks. <laughs> well, I totally I forgot that that's just what happened yeah. in that that fucking movie. Um, well, yeah. <coughs> well, yeah. No, like there's this interesting through line in Solo, and then a little bit. In the early seasons of Mandalorian, it's like, wait, are they setting up for like a GD droid droid uprising? And I bet they were, gang. I bet that's exactly what they were doing. And they're like, no, we're not going to do that now, which happens, whatever. Uh, Much like a monorail going to one scene, (laughs) sometimes your series goes to another scene, whatever. But they're Uh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. As they talk to the bartender about it, it turns out that the droids aren't acting under their own power. This isn't like a revolution that is spawning. Um, and that a lot of them actually prefer the gig that they have now. Um, because among other things, it means that they serve a purpose and are not dismantled like all of the data disks. Yeah. That yeah. It yeah. used so, to belong to the Empire. This part, I mean, obviously rocked for a couple reasons, but. I don't care to find out that all of these robots have souls. <laughs> like, like we know that R2-D2 and C-3PO have, like, personality and shit like that. But, like, these guys just want to have their little oil bath, their oil drink, and chill. They have souls now, friends. I'm sorry. Yeah. So... That's what it is. That that kind of that, that made me Listen, say I don't appreciate these. It was established way back with Return of Jedi that the droids, the whole concept of the droids in Star Wars, is kind of existentially fucked up. When the fact that droids can be subject to torture, because we see it in Jabba's palace, a yeah. droid being tortured by another droid, and it's like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> that, well, yeah, they that just have, opens uh, a, that uh, opens a door to a conversation I don't want to have. They George. have they have uh, <laughs> soft feet. You know, it's so <laughs> <They simple>. soft. <laughs> All of them is steel all over, except their feet. Their feet is memory foam. <laughs> I feel like they should be like Return of the Jedi is not canon anymore. <laughs> uh, what if they but, said that? What if they come out celebration like, next that year? Move all of it, like yeah, all of it. Like, <laughs> <It's>, huh? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, the co- they find the the coding is eventually traced back to Christopher Lord Hellgate, <gasps> uh, who's a separatist. Hell yeah, which I loved. And he's like, yo, I, I'm i not a bad guy. I just wanted, like, peace and shit like that. Also, these people are lazy, and there would be nothing without them. And, you know, I'm old enough to remember that the Separatists just kind of wanted to chill. We weren't necessarily on the Trade Federation side. It's just Yoda sucks. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was interesting to have a, a Separatist, like, mm-hmm. pop up, because the yeah. factions tend to turn over a lot, but there's always like, these are the bad guys and these are the good guys, and the good guys mm-hmm. have some flaws, and the bad guys have some points, but th- but the Separatists are like four iterations ago, but like, <laughs> not that long ago. Right. <laughs> like, there's just and a the, lot the of turnover. That, yeah, and the thing that like I didn't really realize until uh, uh, Jane and I played in a Star Wars RPG is just like, how you know uh, forgive the pun separate the separatists were right meaning they just got uh, uh fucking duked by count dooku yeah. but into being bad guys they're like maybe that we shouldn't be ruled by uh emperor palpatine and the jedi mm-hmm. and all this other bullshit and then we just want states rights and then well that's that, <laughs> careful that with that phrase tim 
Okay, I'm from Florida. I got, I got, I'm still working through some things. I try every day, uh, but no, like, uh, uh, there's like, I just don't want these fascists to be over me. Yeah. Um, but then there, are the, when you kind of see the prequels, they kind of do switch from like Droid Army bad, Trade Federation bad, and then Separatist bad. Yeah. And then we, if you just see the movies, which is the only thing that existed at the time. Like Jane said, it, it was the turnover. Okay. I mean, it's bad now. I could tell totally you, if you're just like a planet, you just want to have your, you're trying to just like live. You're just trying to have a, right. an existence of like a functioning planet, a society. You're like, I don't know if I want to be beholden to these like dorky wizards in robes halfway <laughs> across the galaxy. It's not even the dorky wizards. It's the planet full of out of touch rich people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Who, Why should we in the mid rim have to, you know, pay yeah. all of our taxes that we don't get any benefit from it. So, yeah, like, because I, I created a, a former Separatist character for that RPG, and it was fun to, like, do some of the research, because it's like, oh, yeah, these guys weren't necessarily bad guys, right? And right. they were just uh, uh, yeah. uh, tricked, so to speak. Yeah, and both so, sides were mm-hmm. being tricked. But I exactly. do appreciate, do either of you remember, did, I don't think we knew that his name was Hellgate until they were like, we are here to arrest you, yeah, Mr. Hellgate. I didn't and pick I up on it. laughed so hard <laughs> because that's the joke in Star Wars, right? Is that like right. everyone has an evil name <laughs> if they are evil. But they're like, I could how could you, Doctor like Devil Wasp? Droid lover? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, this yeah. has been sinister. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. I, I yeah. just my trusted my, friend. my chief advisor, trusted friend, godfather to my beloved daughter. It's like, don't do that. Yeah. He's wearing uh, a yeah. black cloak. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the bad Borf shittos. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, this episode I just found so delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, this was like the good version of the episode last season where it was like detour to an ice spider planet. Yeah. Right. Where so it was like, I don't know why that's happening, but I do know why this ha- is happening. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, and we'll probably touch on it later, but I really hope and it feels like this might be the implication of what Mandalorian season four is, where they kind of go back to the model of season one and two. But this time it makes more sense. Like, it's explicitly like, oh, we are now in the monster of a week, adventure of the week type show. Yeah. So yeah. I'm hoping that season four carries on and has rad episodes like this. Yeah. And then we uh, our, our final scene is they, they go, nice little field, I guess they got for themselves. <laughs> just kind yeah, of the Mandalorians are with... all parked in their spaceships and tailgating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, and then... Uh, Bo and Axe have a little little duel. Oh my god, Bo and Axe. I'm so <laughs> angry. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, I didn't really um, catch that per se. And <laughs> she defeats him. So, I mean, despite that. Oh yeah, go ahead. So, well, but first we have to talk about, like, so they, they approach, and basically she is like, I think that we should all go and take over the planet, or take over Mandalore again. And they are like, you are not the boss of us. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, just a we lot like of to make ma- money and chill. Yeah, just a lot of Mandalorian dick swinging, which mm-hmm. was great. Um, and Bo challenges him to a fight for being in charge of the remaining Mandalorians. And I loved, I loved this tussle. This was a fun tussle. 
Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, anyone that, that is fighting hand-to-hand and has a jetpack, <laughs> that's a thumbs up for me. Yeah. Excellent. It, despite her winning, though, they're like, ah, whatever. You're not, we don't know about this thing. And then, then which, I like that he waited for this moment <laughs> to bring it up. But, like, actually. <laughs> he's uh, awkward. He, uh, he, um, he has actually, social anxiety, Pat. He um, actually is them. Because he's like, yeah. mm, actually, here's why, technically, Bo is the owner of the Darksaber. Because yeah. I was defeated, and it was taken from me. And then she defeated and took it from the person. So it is her. I, I didn't call this, but, like. Briefly, I did giggle to myself. I was like, I guess this robot's now the leader of Mandalore. A little hole. And then I stopped thinking about it and Bo killed him. And then when this showed, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's funny. It's like the Harry Potter wand thing. That was one of those. I did see this one sort of coming, but I was that just made me really excited <laughs> for it. Yeah. And also, like, Mando, are you going to tell, like, I, I actually thought Bo was going to be, like, give me the dark saber afterwards. But yeah. She was still on her Yeah. Sick. Okay, this scene's fine. It's definitely one of those scenes that happened the way it did because it's a TV show. Right. Because, right. like, before, if they know she's going there and they know, and if something, if she didn't think about it, but he thought about it. And like, all right, we're going to go and try to convince them to come back. I feel like that's a conversation they would have had before they got there. We'd be like, hey, this is yours, actually. And here's my thinking because you did it. Right. Like, here, before we get there, just show up and wave this It never came up. Yeah. (laughs) Or like, did it just occur to him in that moment? I guess you could argue. It's like, he didn't. Well, yeah, maybe he was like, didn't really think about it much. And then was noticing, like, how can I help you? Kind of clicked. The other thing is that the Darksaber doesn't mean anything to him and his sect. Like, they don't really care. So he probably wasn't thinking about it. He's trying to give it to her, like, several times. And she's like, nah. She's like, no, it has to be in battle. And then, you know, she wasn't thinking. I'm really pissed. I was thinking about, especially when he gave it to her, I was like, I'm really pissed that the armor made him give up his spear. That spear was good as hell. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been really useful in the finale. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's explicitly why she doesn't have it. It's because one day you will have to fight other Beskar wearers. I mean, Give yeah, me that. Yeah. How do you think he, <laughs> during the final fight, was thinking, fucking hell, armor. Do you know how useful that thing would have been right now? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I watched the thing also on Screen Crush. Like, you know, whatever. That's the only thing I watch uh, on YouTube that is about, like, fandom and shit. And they go through actually who should be the owner of the Darksaber. And it's like either no one or still legally Darth Maul based off like <laughs> technicalities or like weirdly steal Bo for some reason because like Bo just gives it to him. <laughs> he doesn't win in a battle. So it's like all these weird yeah. sort of like, well, he gets it, then she gets it. Then he falls off a rock, but yeah. it shows up here. Who's to say? It's, it's very much has to be like, well, Gideon must have done something to earn it and to fix the timeline, so, so to speak. And, but whatever. Who, who cares? We're here. But uh, that's how that episode ends. And they all, well, she holds it up yeah. and they all kneel. And it's like, oh, she's got her army. She she did the thing. We liked it. She did we it. We liked it, I think. And one cool thing that has been happening in the intro, right, is uh, they go through all the different helmets and things like that, right? And they've been doing that through forever. Uh, and there's always been one Mandalorian helmet that's red. And we're like, that's bad. That's bad guy color. Uh, and everyone's like, what does that mean? And maybe we're like, Maybe the next episode is called The Spies. So now maybe we could see bad Mandalorians. And we don't. So this is the biggest one. Who is The Spies? The answer is this 
the, this probably was supposed to be a different episode, yeah. right? And then they this is supposed to be, they moved up the 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 Doctor Pershing episode. The biggest you know? reach I saw was that it's a reference to uh, like Jewish heritage and culture because there's a lot of parallels with like Mandalorian culture and like the original twelve Jewish tribes and like their exile from their home world and there was some. Okay, I saw that theory spies. too. I'm like, this and is a. It's a. I feel like this is. It's a. Yeah. It's a reach, but when you see the whole thing laid out, it's like a hundred percent. Oh, that's what that it is. You're like, oh. yeah, yeah. So actually, that's that is weird though. I don't like it for literally this title because that's too close to being like, hey, we're 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 doing the twelve tribes of Israel who had to go check out, you know, the land of plenty, yada yeah. yada yada. Uh, but that if that's literally what they're doing, if that's why they're the spies, that is crazy because that sort of big old one-to-one sort of analogy type thing uh you don't say it <laughs> you, you don't you know you don't like yeah call uh you know mandalorian the land of goshen or anything like that yeah i th- i think that they just messed up the name somehow yeah. i mean i do think that there is a like a link narratively they are resonating against this story for sure but yeah. i don't think yeah. that they're like Let's give this a name that is not touched on in the text it, right. at all. Well, like, there is mm-hmm. a spy. Briefly. Yeah, there's a spy in the opening scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like, like, I. Kane tells Moff Gideon <laughs> that the Mandalorian factions have united and are going to Mandalore. And right. we don't quite right. know yet why that's a big deal to him, which is like, we, you got to remember at that point. We're like, why does he care that much about Right. That? He's a weirdo. <laughs> I mean, or they just named the spies, by the way, to fuck with the audience. Like, they're going to spend the whole time thinking, like, who's the I trainer? I don't know, who's man. The spy? I don't know. But anyway, so that's how it The show's not that deep. I don't think it's – it's um, not lost. And this is where, obviously, it's it's heavily hinted, right, with her malicious looks when she's flaying Pershing's mind way back when, a few episodes ago. But this is like, you know, obviously the definitive reveal of two things that, yes, she's still working for the Imperial Remnants and Gideon's alive and up to dirt, which we, of course, knew that. Yeah. But, and I mean, the right. Imperial Remnants are like in contact with each other. Yeah, that meeting scene. That they are just kind of doing their own thing and being warlords, but they are, in fact, still working functionally as the remaining leaders of the empire um, and that because they're imperial leaders, of course there's going to be a bitch fit on zoom. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That was so good. Where they're all just, they're infighting over the allocation of what little resources they have. And basically there are, uh, is it Hux's dad? That's like that, is his brother or his dad? Yeah. Yeah. His, his yeah. brother? I, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't. I'm saying I don't know if it's his brother yeah. or his dad. His, but yeah, we so got a Hux. We we have a Hux who appears to be. If you're looking at them in terms of like uh, seniority and influence, there appear to be two like senior guys in charge of it. One of them is sort of the more military guy, and the other one is allocating a lot of logistical resources for cloning <laughs> research. I you have the the why. the Nazi that's in charge of spreadsheets and then you have the yeah. Nazis in charge of the, the scary shit. Which um, I, was, I was surprised so much. Like, he kind of sounds like General Hux. That, uh, that is played, I believe that's Donald Gleason's brother who actually played. Mm-hmm. Um, that rules. Yeah, but it's, it's like you know, Timeline-wise, 20 I years, think it's probably so. his dad. Yeah. Um, 
And also, like, Hux definitely feels like, my dad was high up in the Empire. Exactly, exactly. He, he, that is a, what's the term? Nepo baby? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's Hux, uh, Hux Brian Gleason. It's his Nepo baby. Yeah, it's his brother. It, it yeah. also, um, I hate to say it, Tim Earmuffs, it would make sense that Hux has the position that he does with regard to Snoke. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, Yes. If, if, if Snoke is from... some sort of clone freak creature. Oh, shit. Right? It's like and this is our family business. You're kind of. It's, you're it's gonna, the family yeah. business. Well, yeah, that's why I think they're they're That's why I'm mad about it is because they're they're trying to justify it instead of being a hero and saying Rise of Skywalker, much like Return of the Jedi is not canon. No, the, <laughs> um, they're trying the to. The dagger scene makes it, sense, Tim. Which it's it's I mean, that's what. So Clone Wars really good show, but. Almost all that it was trying to do was remediate things in the prequels that didn't land the way mm-hmm. that they wanted them to. So, again, like, if you got a felony, you got to use him to felony, And what he does is try and <laughs> fills in potholes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, we get Tim's favorite part. The actor that plays Kane is so hot. I didn't realize it. I was just trying to figure out who it was. And she has a she's so strong. She has a six pack. Everybody, look up Katie O'Brien. She rules. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. loving way, this. Way ahead of you there, bud. Yeah, <laughs> like she's hot in the show for sure, and like a very like uh, uh, androgynous way. And then you know, seeing that she's also full of muscles, mamma mia, yeah. we love it, don't we, folks? Yeah, no, I I could definitely mm-hmm. see Elia being like maybe the end game villain for the I hope show. So. Um, I just hope we get to see. What if she is uh, Snoke? Thoughts? Uh, uh, I mean, fascinating. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, that would be a that. tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> like, cut, yeah. You could cut yourself on the jawline of hers. Yeah. God, she's gorgeous. Oh, and then, of co- so we glossed over a little bit um, why um, <laughs> why Mando wanted to uh, go to Navarro in the first place. Um, and it right, was because right, right. he wanted a droid who could bring him onto um, the surface of uh, Mandalore and help excavate. And he knows exactly one droid who he likes. And even though that <laughs> droid is extremely dead in lava, <laughs> again, he knows one mechanic and he knows one droid. And he's like, right. bring them back from the dead. And they, and they are like, Absolutely not, <laughs> but but we'll keep working on it. What they do yeah, instead yeah, is I, reanimate the husk <laughs> dude, into a Tim, mech <laughs> that, yo, that Grogu Tim's rises. favorite part. I'm sure. <laughs> no, it's so bad. It's it is good. Like so, okay, so let me put this. Let me put this this, this way, right? Who cares? Star Wars is for children, right? I don't give a shit. I'm still gonna say. I'm not saying that like. This is so bad, they're ruining my childhood, and women shouldn't be allowed to watch Star Wars. I'm saying, this fucking sucks. I'm surprised, Tim, you didn't go out and get some kind of button that makes it. No, no, and you just... No, 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 no. What do you mean, no? No. I also hate those fucking... Oh, I I hate those videos where they have, like, a cat that is, like, trying to eat food. Like, that cat does not know words. Like, that's what's happening. That's what they're, like, aping on. And I was like, fuck Listen, one woman should be allowed to watch Star Wars. It is me, and I should be allowed to watch Grogu in this busted-ass mech (laughs) running around. And and just stumbling around. It's like if you gave a toddler, like, stilts 
lights and they're just stumbling around. Like, right. Motherfucker has two joysticks and he's moving all of his so shit. You know? He's a gamer, Tim. Let him game. I know, I know. It had big, like, mech, like, literally Gundam vibes of, like, yeah. I'm going to third gear. Let me do a big ass slash. Whatever. It was they silly. They got rid of it before it got old from my perspective. Like... I, yeah, it, true. That's if fair. it had been like all season long or something, I don't, yeah, it was it was fine. No, but the Mandalorians assemble. They're gonna go to Mandalore. <laughs> the Mandalorians and I'm sorry, one one droid one, with just one Grogu and this droid is like <laughs> like a drunken sailor. <laughs> yes, yes. What? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Yes, 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 yes. Right, and, and, and Din's like, I don't know about, I don't want you in this kid. I was like, no, 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 like no. praying in Ninja Turtles, and they're just gonna build Mandalorian armor around IG for. Him. <laughs> <laughs> just you know what? Say that it's easy. <laughs> it's easy. Say that Yoda was short. Make Grogu five feet tall. It's so <laughs> <No>. simple. <laughs> I know Yaddle no, was short, too. Entire, Yaddle, this... Build an entire suit of Mandalorian armor around it on the head, and then just, like, a window in the tummy where Grogu is. Imagine... <laughs> picture picture, his bomb, who was a Mandalorian, the, the, explicitly like a, like a, designed so that his uh, shit wasn't collected, was in his belly. Whoa! <laughs> Mama mia. That was so good. <laughs> I cannot be swayed. I, I no, like, no, like I, no. was, I was watching and like sitting next to my husband, and I think I like slapped his leg really hard because I was so excited. It's such an obvious like we are nowhere near ready figuring out how Grogu is going to talk. Oh my god, yeah. So let's put it. Which keep let's just keep pushing that shit. You know, yeah. he's been he's been in the series. He's like arguably seven years. Right, so he's like a hundred and nine, fifty-seven. But <laughs> yeah, so we're, we're no, because in the first episode bit. of the first, they're like he's fifty years old. That's the whole big okay. first original redirect. Is like it's an adult. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I just and but, like it was a way to tell a different type of jokes with him. Yeah, very briefly, and yeah. It, 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 I, I Din liked hate. It. Okay, I I hated it, but then once I saw Din hate it, I was like, all right, yeah, <laughs> all right, all right. Just, just Din being yeah. like, I don't think you needed someone in the world to acknowledge. That. Yeah, yeah. So like, I don't think that my toddler should be driving a car. Yeah, <laughs> right. A car that with guns and and like back teen spray. I mean, I identify with the parent in Din, where I think he was less worried about that and more that the kid could tell him no and talk back to him. <laughs> yeah, don't like. Wait, you give my taught my fifty-seven-year-old toddler like fifty percent of his vocabulary is no, you dumb ass. <laughs> like, you should not be supreme chancellor of this goddamn city. I hate you. But uh, squeeze this. I, I love, they have a, a landing party that's going to go down and scout out Mandalore, and of course, it's all our named characters of in, course, the, yeah. in the in the Mandalorian army um, that decide to go. Armor herself too is coming along, but it is, it's some randos too, some red shirts. Yeah, and the first thing they encounter is a a, a boat on skis. <laughs> hey, you know what? Olay and Skimmer, and uh, I'm, I, maybe that's why they had uh, Grogu and a mech, so that when you saw this, you're like, "All right." Yeah. And then it's a uh, yeah, it's it's Mandalorian meets Mad Max, and uh, 
They it's are, so crazy. It's so weird, like post-apocalyptic. This episode is insane. <laughs> and it's the Mandalorians that have been surviving on the planet this whole time. For 20 yeah, years. Yeah. Just 30 it was not I, I, necessarily <laughs> on board with, just for the record. I guess actually the purge happened... I don't know, like somewhat recently, but because it, it felt like it took it, it was like forever ago, but like it's not, you know, it's not yeah. Clone Wars time. It's like in between. Right. I don't know. I, I for, kind of forget when it happens, but like it's 10 years ago, so to speak, or something like that. I don't really know. Yeah. But, well, um, and Mando was a kid for it. Yeah. No, because Mando was on a different planet. I think they were having um, – he, he wasn't – yeah, but I think that it was part of the same, like, campaign. My understanding it, it you know, you, you are the Clone Wars expert, no, I, so no, I, I don't right. want to push you're back. Because right. he was uh, against uh, uh, Battle Droids, yeah. so he was just on another planet. Um, uh, I think he was on one of the moons. Um, that's kind of how they justify why it's Din Grogu, which, again – doesn't make any sense. <laughs> you stop. Why'd they do that? <laughs> stop. You stop it. Too. But, uh, yeah. But, uh, so they all climb on the boat. And they're like, sure, we'll get on your your ski boat um, yeah. to go to the floor. I like the, I like the, the main Mandal- Mandalorian actor. He's in the season of Barry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They were pretty great. And then there's the guy from um, um, uh, uh, Breaking Bad. So we're loving I, seeing these other guys, these dirty boys. It's unrecognizable in this, though. It's like Skinny Pete, right? From Breaking Bad? Something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. They have like their emotional moment where Bo like reveals like what happened that she had surrendered and like and come to terms. And then Gideon's like, haha, fuck you. And I'm going to blow up your planet anyway. And I like that because, you know, I've been watching my, my YouTube. Shout out again for the 50th time, Screen Crush. <laughs> uh, my YouTubes. And they're like, no. Bo worked for the Empire, uh, and she gave up, quote unquote. And technically, at the time, that was the right call. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was really curious how they're going to do that. And then once they, uh, once she said it, I did the um, Leonardo DiCaprio pointing at the screen things like she admitted. Oh my! And also the, you know, I think she'd leave. Oh my God, she admitted kind of thing. <laughs> but it's not in the the notes. But also there was like that emotional scene with with din and Bo, where he's like this is why i follow you because you're oh you're you're cool and rad and yeah the sword doesn't mean anything and one thing that i think is one pretty women cool appreciator, din. right i don't get any vibe that like din and Bo are gonna hook up no. right no like i don't think there's no but okay I'm gonna share my most my most like shameful thought at this moment that I'm really oh, mad at myself. It's very it's so hacky. It's so hacky. Ooh. It's a terrible Ooh. idea. It's not good writing. It's shameful. But I was like, oh, they could like 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 a, an arranged marriage to unite the tribes. <laughs> the two of them. I didn't know where you're going, but that is everything you said. Yes, <laughs> it's terrible. It's so bad. Let me just yeah, that's really bad. Tab on my browser. I'm sure somebody's beating you there. <laughs> I mean, if the point of the program is to put no, Din I do not into want increasingly to uncomfortable situations, it would be really funny because he would be very, 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 very awkward. Yeah, one of the, they they get married, and then one of their caterers is the shrimp girl. <laughs> it's like ah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. I enjoyed this moment a lot because it really does get into how deep the division between the different factions is. Yeah. Like, they are Mandalorian, but how they, 
what power means to them is different. How they sort of they're they're all very defensive about what it means to be Mandalorian because the planet was turned to glass, mm. right? Um, and it's so tenuous that this idea that there is like really only one person who can unite it, but also it's like there's only one person who can unite the Mandalorians, and that is Bo. But Din needs to also be there. <laughs> he's not. He's not, <laughs> he just needs to also be around, and Grogu right. also needs to be around. Yeah, like I don't sh- ship Din and Bo, but I think there's very, very compelling ways to do it. And I'm nervous. Like part of it is that I'm very nervous that the show will do it. You know, um, because. But that being said, who's to say? Like, I, I still cannot believe how much this is Bo's show. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's such a good choice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, even though every indication is that next season is just the adventures of. Uh, Din and Grogu, which is whatever. Uh, or I guess Jaren and Grogu. Is that what we're supposed to say? Um, but they all call I, him Din. I know. But he, he is the weird. Type of- it's almost like they just like said, fuck it. Let's be weird at the no, last he's second. He's the type of guy who you'd call by his last name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, penis. <laughs> um, and uh, land skimmer boat again. <laughs> I can't fucking believe it. Uh, yeah, another giant apex predator. So much I just think they think to- they have to do it. <laughs> they don't have to do it, but they keep doing it. So They're much like, happened been- in this episode. Like I, I like it, like it started on Coruscant. Yeah. <laughs> it's been three episodes. We haven't had a big monster. We have to have a big monster. <laughs> <laughs> um, they get away, they get underground, they reach the forge, and then I did y'all have that moment that was like, wait, what is that what is that? And it's oh my there's like there's a whole platoon of jetpacking people. Oh fun. Uh, yeah, I mean for a second it's like Hooray, more Mandalorians. Who are these Mandalorians? Oh, yeah. Yay. It's like <laughs> oh, no, no, these are weird um Oh, it was their mascot. Semi- oh. Yeah. Have like yeah. pseudo Mandalorian. Mandalorian Imperials. What? Mandalore like Beskar yeah. wielding stormtroopers. Sick. But this this fight was so satisfying from my perspective to basically see it like Mandalorians like trained up people who walk the way. Like, and yeah. this is, like, their religion is learning how to yeah. do all of this stuff. And, like, these bros who just rolled up in their, like, $50,000 mech suits thinking that they're hot shit. Yeah. And, and just the choreography of the fighting of like these are the good jetpack people and here are the people who, oh, are, yeah. who are just trying to brute force yeah. it was, like, very good. Yeah. But uh, this ambush it doesn't go great for the landing party. Din's quickly separated and captured. Gideon shows up in like a his outfit's like a cross between Vader and a Mandalorian with his now he's got a helmet with little spikies on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which apparently was a thing when Darth Maul was in charge, but I just like the design like stuff like that. They have like a, a designer. The Imperials are like, and they're like, we're going to make you, you're, you're like a big time now. We got to make you a signature outfit. And they're like, <laughs> here's what I'm thinking. It's like, can you do little spikies on the helmet? <laughs> right. Subtle. 
Nothing crazy. It's it's it's, like, it's really much. really weird, especially because like another Mandalorian evil faction for the Empire or whatever also had spikies, but there's no indication that like yeah. Gideon is like <laughs> Darth Maul's son. And then um, we get uh, the whole like surrender, and and they're like, "Fuck you! This is the way." <laughs> And Eat my ass. Big old big boy Pez Vizsla is like, I'll hold him off. Everyone go. And he gets his hero moment. That's a good that was a good scene. That was that part was cool. Yeah. yeah. Dude, so much shit happens I liked how in this like episode. I liked how like visceral his fight was where he's like his Gatling gun thing overheats and then he hits him with it. Yeah. And then he yeah. just like picks someone up and throws him over the oh, ledge. So and good. He's just raging. Is he the one that kills by the get killed by the, the Praetorians? Yeah, then three Praetorians. Dude, that was so good. It was so good. I loved how they killed him. Setting up in the beginning of this episode that he was requisitioning three fancy guards yep. for himself, and everyone was like, "Oh, big shot!" But then it, it paid off at the end of the episode, and we're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, they're yeah. very cool." Actually, that's right. He did so in cool. the in the Zoom call. He had yeah. asked for Praetorians. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, what makes you think you should have three of our red special boys? <laughs> The red spot. Yeah, that was so cool. Um, excellent. You know, that's the thing. Like these, end, this episode is insane. It, yeah. it it feels like it's an hour and a half long, but it probably is only thirty two minutes. But it's really, I think it's really good. You know, yeah. and there's so much that happens, so many plot points. It's kind of surprising how many different um, ingredients are there. It's like when I buy my bagged generic cereal that is like. It's uh fucking fruity pebbles, but we also put marshmallows in it. And you're like, that seems like a too much. And the answer is it is, and it rules. Yeah. <laughs> like we didn't even mention the fact that Grogu Mech broke up a fight between Axe and Pez Vizsla oh, that yeah. was like threatening to tear over apart. chess rules. Yeah, yes, yeah. over no, over no, Mandalorian no, no, chess rules. No. <laughs> and you know, Bo wanted to prevent them from fighting, and they're like, actually, we can't because we're Mandalorians, so it's not yeah. Chill. And I loved it because it's like very much explicitly like no one plays Monopoly the right way. So you can totally imagine people's like argue about it. It's all about uh, house rules. (laughs) (laughs) Then we enter the finale chapter or episode eight, chapter 24, The Return. Who's The Return? (laughs) (laughs) I actually don't know. What is The Return? The Star Cruiser, the Imperial Star Cruiser. (laughs) I mean, it's the the axe returns Mandalorians to returning to Mandalore. This one for which they did last episode. No, like yeah. like no, the I'm entire saying. fleet. Yeah, axe. Well, no, axe wolves returns Moff Gideon his star cruiser. He brings it back to him. Uh, hey, I heard you wanted this. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so we've got you know lots. But of But they're stuff already happening. in the the atmosphere. That legally means that they're uh, yeah. I'm orbit. a science guy. I'm, I'm a science guy. That's I love. But. Um, <laughs> We got lots of stuff happening concurrently during this, right? Because in the last episode, Axe, who everyone thought was going to be the spy, he right, and I still thought up until like pretty deep, like yeah, because when he, so Axe, like when when they're originally ambushed in this in the last episode, Axe is like, I'll go get help, and he goes, and he and this one picks that back up with him going back and getting help and getting to the big cruiser. Yeah, and I almost expected him to break the cloud coverage and there already be a like sick ass raging battle. I up was there. expecting him to get on the ship. He's telling he's telling him, go, 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 go. I thought he was gonna then turn 
I thought if he was going to be the bad guy, I thought he was going to turn the guns of the cruiser on the people. As he was going to get down to one knee, and then the Pizza the Hut pirate was going to show back up again. It's <laughs> no. like, yes, this is good. But he would have been like the spy, but um, yeah. no, I think I think you everyone wanted you to assume Axe was the spy, yeah. which again doesn't make a lot of sense, but also literally no one makes sense to be the spy. <laughs> um. Meanwhile, Din gets away from the first couple of guards that got yeah. him. Idiots. Why would you only put two folks on him? No. But uh, I really liked that hallway force field fight. That was very good. The choreography in that where he's fighting him two that was at a awesome. time and, and R fives like trying to while getting pestered by the little mouse droids. Oh little my god. Mouse that was droids. incredible. They go get a whole flock of them. <laughs> <laughs> like, like you can't shut do faster. That. You can't do that. And god, then afterwards he just you? flew away. Yes. Like bye. I fucked up, I did it. <laughs> that would be how exhausted would Din be, I and mean, that's some cardio that fight. God, there, right? I Just mean, like, Din Din rocks. Yeah, that's like, that's his natural point. He's always tired from like tussling. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, our fight had to scop in or whatever, and did it all very much like uh, the episode one fight with Qui Gon Jinn and Darth Maul and yep. uh, Obi Wan Kenobi. So one of the best fights ever. Yeah, it was definitely um, an homage. Absolutely. It was so sick. It was very, very good. Um, And also uh, just very tense Mm -hmm. in the way that it was laid out. Um, I like there was like one or two where he's like trying to grab for a weapon, but it falls over the edge or whatever down in the little gap. Classic din. At least I don't have to have a conversation. Yeah. Yeah, finally, I'm comfortable-ish. Oops, why am I still awkward at this? My God, kill me. So as we established, um, Axe, you know, all the other Mandalorians are beelining down to the surface. There's TIE fighters coming up. I love, can we just talk about, Star Wars does such a good job of different aesthetics. Of like We, we talked mm-hmm. about it before, like they have these signature sounds, which are great. Mm-hmm. Lightsabers. The little the the ASMR explosion the womp yep. like oh like, god yeah the the Django Fett the yeah. Tie oh. Fighters of course have like signature sounds and then oh yeah Star Wars can just do some great visuals the visuals of those Tie Interceptors hanging like bats in the hangar Dude, and then like good. dropping into flight is that was so, so cool, cool. Yeah, I love stuff like that I just love yeah it's about. like why would you do that that seems so it seems so much harder to get into the ship. Yeah. In like forty five points of failure, but then someone reminds them that it looks sick as hell. And like, <laughs> yeah. good point. Yeah, <laughs> sign off. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That oh man, that 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 rocks so hard. Yeah, man. And they did like a really cool thing where you know they deal with all the moisture hitting the uh, the 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 pilot screens and, mm-hmm. and shit like that. And that's always really fun to see. Then uh, while he's traversing the base, Din comes across. A bunch of Gideon clones and vats. Uh-oh. 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 Yep. It's, it's, uh, turns out that even though Gideon was like, I'm not the one who's obsessed with clones, we know he's also the one that's obsessed (laughs) with clones. More than one person can be obsessed with clones. But (laughs) he's making clones. Why are you lying? He's making clones of himself. uh, Yeah. Because he wants to live forever. Right, and then later he laments, and this is why I'm kind of confused by the Pershing stuff. Later he laments that like they are still his children, and they would have been great, but he never really cracked because he's trying to brew a Gideon that's force sensitive, right. but they can never quite figure it out. And the fact that like 
Din kills all of them, pisses him off, but he's full on in his like villain era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's just scre- screaming about yeah. shit. I also, um, <laughs> there was a moment when Din told Grogu, like, we have to be brave. Like, I, I need you to. Oh, yeah. And that was really nice. Uh-huh. We're, we're- yeah, because Grogu like comes and lightly saves him. And since Grogu doesn't know how things work, he just starts spraying him in the fucking face <laughs> with his heel goo. Yeah. It is so funny. And it does justify the robot suit a thousand percent. It's so fucking funny as he just says, stop, stop it. Doesn't That's not doing anything. Because um. that's what IG-11 did to Din in season one when Din had to take his helmet off. Like, let me spray you with this goo. Yeah. And it helped him out. And now Grogu is like... Yes, this is how you help a guy. <laughs> I'm helping. I'm helping. Um, He's so stupid. <laughs> we have a little detour where it's like Bo and the ones that got away get fight through the caves and they get to this cave with like vegetation. The whole point is like this can grow again. Mandalore can be right. livable. There's like, hope. Yeah. yeah. There's hope. They found, yeah. they found and, a new and hope, you could say. And not even that it can be restored Whoa. to its former glory, but they can actually redefine what glory yeah. for Mandalore looks like with organic right. growth and like natural sort of herbs and such that previously <laughs> they didn't think that Mandalore was capable of that. Right. Cause they all had like, um, in the hired guns episode, they're in like a, a dome city. Right. And I, it's like, I guess all of Mandalore was in dome cities too. Yep. So the fact that this had vegetation outside the dome city is like, yo, yeah. maybe it was good our entire planet got glassed. Yeah, because so Mandalore and the reason that Mandalore was like that, well, partially I'm assuming it was always kind of shitty because they love living in dangerous places full of huge creatures. <laughs> but also like they kept having huge like planet-wide wars and deploying terrible <laughs> weapons against each other. So it was basically like Whoops. not capable of sustaining life anymore. Yeah. So then they made the dome cities to to be their, you know, current dwelling now. Kinda makes it bittersweet that those same folks are gonna be in charge of the planet again. Ah, uh, not not really. No I mean it was already pretty messed up by the time that Bo yeah. came to power, and she wasn't even the, she wasn't even supposed to be the one ruling Mantalore. Her older sister was. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't trust him. That's fair. I think the entire, I think that a lot of people, including the armorer and Bo, would give you a lot of good <laughs> speeches about why they need to be better. Um. Yeah, and then we enter our like extended action finale sequence, yeah. which yeah. is pretty fucking rad. The flight of the Mandalorians or whatever is pretty awesome. I was really surprised how good that looked. Yeah, and they're so all coming. Good. And then it's the the two the air fight was so great. The two sides heading towards each other and, yeah. and then yes, the armor just beasting with her so hammer cool. or whatever in air. It was very good action. Very yeah. Yeah, very yeah. Fun. It's something that we uh deal with sometimes in uh my Naruto podcast of like we just watched the world's best fight in this anime, and our response is just simply saying, it was so sick. Wasn't it so sick <laughs> yeah. over and over again? I wish we could talk more about yeah. how sick it was, but like that's all it is. It's like, wasn't it sick when the armor hit that guy? Wasn't it sick right. when that other girl slid across the catwalk and then jumped down and shit like there that? There was, was so, so many sick. cool, super quick moments. Yeah. Like Bo yeah. doing cool stuff, people fly. Yeah, cool especially, physics stuff. Especially considering that they haven't been doing um, – 
Mandalorian fights. So in some ways, they've been doing Mandalorian fights in live action since the very beginning. But like, (laughs) in this way... They they right. haven't been doing it for very long at all, and I think that they cracked the nut. Like like yeah. they figured mm-hmm. out how to make it really satisfying to have people with jet like aerial combat. Right. It's it's it looks like extremely expensive, but I think luckily you just have to. I mean, there's the, all this weird shit too with uh, CGI and movies nowadays and how they don't get paid yeah. enough. Yada yada yada. But I think there is a part a chunk of it is that. In most movies and, and TV shows, uh, some with a helmet, like, oh, I'm about to get into a super dangerous fight scene. Allow me to take my helmet off so you can see my beautiful actor face. And in this show, they didn't do that. So it's very much like, okay, at least we can have all these robot-looking folks clash up against each other. Still, um, I cannot imagine how much work this yeah. took. I re- it's so, so, so expensive-looking. And I, yeah. I think s- some of the parts that even looked quote-unquote weird, like – Looked better because of that because it almost looked like the armors when she when you first see her hit looks like we're supposed to have 3D goggles yeah. so that she comes out but it's like so visceral in that sense that it works on several levels yeah, and it's television which like sometimes it still blows me away that like mm-hmm. we get this on TV now right no for sure this is a this is a this if this was a climax of a movie we'd be like yep yeah, that, that makes was, sense I paid my mission yeah, yeah. Um, boss fight again. <laughs> Pretty solid. Din, Grogu, well, and the Praetorians. Grogu doing his little jumps that he learned with Luke to avoid yeah, the Praetorians. Grogu running, in a circle. running around on all of the light fixtures <laughs> yeah. while the Praetorians are like swinging for him. Stop. Stop. <laughs> He's just like, whoo, ha, hee. <laughs> Yahoo, ha, ha, wahoo. <laughs> um. I, I I enjoyed the boss fight when they were like trading off too, and Grogu's getting into it, yeah. like pushing, force pushing stuff, and then like he, Grogu does a slide, force push. Din slides in front of him on his knees yeah. with the like that was a great, very fun, good. Yeah, and it's like you could tell that you know Din would not have beaten the Praetorian guards or whatever. Yeah, but they the had to do it together. The side kept fucking with them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm most curious, Jane. How do we feel about? The fate of the dark saber. Um, you know what? I feel like the dark sa- I feel like it was a fitting end for it. Like, yeah, it mm. solidified how, um, how much of a badass Moff Gideon was that he managed mm-hmm. to like end this relic. But it also, I think, the dark saber did what it was meant to do, which is to bring the different factions together and then promptly get destroyed before it could lead to mm-hmm. them destroying each other for its own sake. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, it was definitely a moment of like, huh? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh fuck! And then being like, that was such a good yeah, choice. It, it was yeah. like very bracing. Like I couldn't believe it. And, yeah. and it was like if they just like crunched Excalibur, <laughs> you know, it's like, no, right, that's, exactly. the, that's yeah. the one with the name. Um, and and they did a good job about every time um, Gideon like moved, he made robot noises. Yeah. So he had not just the Mandalorian armor. He had some sort of Iron Man type shit going on, too. So yeah, it was just enough of like strength. And, exactly. Yeah. It was just enough to be like, well, wait, isn't the dark saber not supposed to be? Do- no, no, he he can do it. Did you not hear him go? Right. And it was like, it was just enough to justify. All and it of gave it. him a sort of unique fighting style. Um, it was yeah. more like fighting yeah, totally. a droid. Yes. Than fighting. JJ uh, <laughs> Abrams is going to head up season four, and in the first episode is like that wasn't the real dark saber. This is. 
I don't think JJ no Abrams cares about no comment. 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 Leave me hanging right there. Um, well, I mean, John Favreau. No, they were. I'll tell you guy. what. I don't trust that guy. <laughs> um, but it, it was a but, good creative choice, I think, to have it be destroyed mm-hmm. because the real dark saber was inside us all along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, do you want to bother me? It's called the dark saber. I wish Bo's shield was a little bit bigger. I feel like it needed to be to be really useful. Her force. No, it's shield, a buckler. But, uh, it's cool. Yeah. It could have been a little, but um, <laughs> also Bo's size Bo's queen. fight choreography for the entire fight. Uh, this mm-hmm. entire sequence, oh, beautiful, just beautiful. Like this is someone who yeah. was born to do this, trained her entire life to. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Yeah, because like we said before, you know, Gideon is stronger than her due to his robot stuff. And he's also weirdly obsessed with Mandalorians, but she is the Mandalorian. They could have just done like flying armada versus flying, you know, flying platoon versus flying platoon and they're shooting and fighting. But Mm -hmm. yeah, there were a bunch. I want to go back and watch again, though, and pull it because there were a bunch and they were just like one to two second long moments of really inventive, interesting choreography yeah, yeah, with armor, totally. with bow, with Casca doing cool, like, oh, cool. Oh, like, just like, oh, that was cool. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. Like, I'm really glad that uh, Axe survived because yeah. I was really nervous he yeah. was going to go full on. Go down like, with it. Well, I mean, that would have been yeah. kind of dumb because he has jetpack. But yeah, so yeah. he crashes the um, ship, which creates this crazy inferno fireball that we're led to believe completely incinerates Moff Gideon and right. should incinerate Grogu. Oh. But, but baby boy to force field, which he's done before. And yep. you know, he's so sweepy afterward. Like every time they make Grogu sit, I'm loving it. <laughs> you know, okay. I cannot, again, we, I, I cannot, I don't know how many times we've said it. Sometimes you look at that goddamn Grogu <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, that is baby Yoda. Look at him. I keep, like, I'm, I don't like the whole, like, give me chicky nuggy type shit of, of Grogu, but like, I like to look at him. I'll tell you that much right now. Cause he's a freak and he's a freak. He, all he eats is alive bugs constantly. Yeah. Cause as Pat said, he lives with Boss Nass and he loves to do it. <laughs> I also enjoyed about that moment that Bo put her little shield up. It's like Bo, that's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're me. <laughs> Pat, that's why the shield was so small, because the futility of the whole thing. Yeah, and it, it, it was giving very much uh, end of Rogue One, yeah, right? It's like, yeah. we, we are... Uh, of the many genders, we are the different ones to each other, and we will stand near each other. Oh, wait. He, baby Yoda wa- fucking looks like a scoop of ice cream just walks out <laughs> and stops the explosion <laughs> that melts the evil man. And uh, it, It's incredible when you consider, like, in that scene, you're like, wow, it was so emotional. You could tell exactly what everyone was <laughs> feeling. You, There were no human faces present right. in yeah. that scene. Yeah, and that, that's, like I said, it was weird that we did not see Pedro at all. I and did not I do notice get that confused on how we, we should give them. Well. We almost don't need to. Like, they have gotten so good at emoting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, that's my question is like, how much of it is them? I think it's more than one would assume. And we have given it up to um, uh, Pedro before. Like, I think he's in the suit a lot more than you'd think. And he does a lot of really good, like, body acting. 
But uh, I try not to think know. about it because I don't want to be like I don't want the magic ruin. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's my that's my fear too. You know, also you know there there is a few weird things at the end of Battlestar Galactica with Katie Sackoff that makes me nervous. I don't know if she's gotten better. It was just a very much like yeah. kind of shitting on Battlestar Galactica fans and stuff like that. I mean. I'm sure it's a weird time for her, so I'm not going to judge it for a long time. But I was a little nervous, so to speak. Uh, but again, that was like maybe 15 years ago. That was so long ago. I, yeah. I love remember her so a lot much. And forgot so much. I love her so much. Uh, she just seems great too in interviews. Just like pretty, just like a normal person. Just mm-hmm. uh, then we have a lot of our like tie, you know, like you know, tying bows on things. Um, Din formally is like, this is my son now. Yeah. So, because, but the way that they get there is that he's like, uh, this is my apprentice. And uh, Armor is like, he can't speak the creed. He's a little baby. And, yeah. and <laughs> Dan is like, well, what if his dad said that he could? And the Armor is like, his dad is probably some yeah. other little freak green monk. <laughs> he's like, okay. He's probably dad. a thousand year old yeah. guy that also looks like yeah. a frog. And he's like, well, what, yes. if I, what if I adopted him? So he adopts him, but really as a backdoor to be able to make well, him. To, into to a, turn him into a child soldier. <laughs> yeah, the Armor starts rubbing her visor, like stressed out, like, okay, what part of you thinks that him not being able to say the creed. Is him being able to legally bind, accept you to be his dad? We we're we're being circular logic here. He can't uh, uh, consent to this. Uh, but uh, it's fine. He's so little. No, I mean, <laughs> it's so just little, it's just though. it's just it's just the show, yeah. right? He's just a little guy, <laughs> and and Din Djarin is like. I got this little weird guy here. <laughs> what what is Grogu's Mandalorian helmet? Are the ears out and exposed, or is it like the widest helmet they've ever made? Like, how do we? I, you know solve what? Are they I, just going to be like I, folded they're, down? They're never going to put a helmet on him. That's the money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I think I th- my lore is they're going to keep making this shit and not figure it out until the story rifts apart so much that it doesn't matter, you know, or he dies. Because, like, I don't know. I mean, is 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 the race uh, uh, sequel trilogy going to have Grogu in it? <laughs> the answer is yes. <laughs> but, but still, it's like you know, old-ass Din Djarin be like, well, hello. I mean, do you think the next season will be the last with Pedro? Man, I got no idea. They got no idea. I mean, because I mean, he, his level of fame – is I think he likes it. Is a thousandfold from what it was when they, they first started. They can also like they can just because of the nature of the show and the mask. If they had to, they could really bring down the amount of days he has True. to. Like like mm-hmm. I I would True. be very surprised if he if at a bare minimum of his involvement that number doesn't. The the amount of money they give him doesn't justify it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. That's that's so true. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think what we want, right? And I think it will slightly ruin the show. It's that thing is like we want X to happen, but once X happens, it's yeah. it's no good. We, give us our ice cream. Is we want Din to be like okay? Bo creates this whole vague Mandalore thing, so it's not. Um, I'm not going to be uh, an apostate for taking my helmet off because we want to see his helmet more. Uh, you want to see his face more. Yeah. And I, I think they, that you know, next season, season five, if they do it right. 
they could have him slowly doing it more or something like that. But uh, I, I don't know what I want because there is often times where you don't you you as the creator of art tell the audience what they want. And the moment you start doing what the audience tells you to do, it's yeah. bad, right? Because mm-hmm. the audience just wants candy. Uh, even though I know that the audience just wants candy and I'm an audience, I know that I too want candy. <laughs> I'm not above it. So I, I don't know. I, I did like that they had the somewhat consistent, right? It's like it's only a pattern of two. One time he shows his face. And I loved, loved, loved each time he showed his face. And it does slightly bother me. Not in a real way, of course, that we didn't get it this season because it very much felt like they were setting up a, a small pattern. And that, you know, again, the scene where he hangs out with uh, Boston former Imperial Trooper sniper man, uh, where he has to take his helmet off and just act like a normal guy was so cool. Right. That's such that a good, like I mean, that's be- just a great scene. Yeah. That's yeah. one of like, the best scenes ever. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 So I wish we'd had something. I don't know what it would, I don't know in the current slate of these eight episodes where it would have existed uh the the only thing that would be close is something that i don't want like i said before would be a little bit of will they won't they with Bo, but i don't want that at all i think i think i want him to be non-sexually like tied to Bo and be like you are my queen type shit they, like it, sure like a could cool raise my chin with a sword yeah. but they like, could have given you the face-to-face moment when he in the second episode He's yeah. captured by a robot thing. Could have taken his helmet off. He hasn't gone right. in the mines yet. And then like him and Bo could have had a whole conversation so without point. their helmets before he goes in the water or something. Yeah, like maybe the he's robot kind of like the helmet. Like, I, I a moment. Entire, he's like, all right, I better do this thing. The entire impetus <laughs> for the season was him needing to atone for having took off his helmet, helmet before. <laughs> That so, is a very good so point. So it kind of doesn't work unless <laughs> he's great point. still at an emotional <laughs> place where he thinks that. No, you're right. You're right. That, that is so fucking funny. <laughs> this everything that the, the catalyst for everything that happened was this season was Bill Burr made him take his helmet off and he saw his face five years ago or something <laughs> yeah, like. like he, yeah, he had to blow up a didn't mining he take it off for Grogu? That. It was he when, for IG Eleven. He did in the yeah, or IG, I mean yeah. everything. Did, like, did he do it twice? Jane, last you could argue everything he does is for Grogu. Right, right, that's right, so right. true. That's so true. That's so true. <laughs> no, I, I, for some reason, that's a great question. Has Grogu seen his face? I forget. <sighs> I don't remember. I don't remember. But did he do it in Boba Fett? <laughs> Jesus Christ, Regan knows. So I, um, my ideal trajectory, I think, for the show would be, and Tim, it sounds like you might be on kind of the same. Place where next season is Monster of the Week, with basically yep. like every episode is teaching Grogu something else about uh, being a Mandalorian. But Din learns a little bit about life too. Exactly. Um, and then yeah, I every episode the- looks at him as a chain code in a, but, a holograph. You got to figure they won't let it just be that. There'll be no. some absolutely. Arc. Yeah, be some there has horror, to basically like, say the season after that is story, story, story resolution, and I would end the show there. Well, you know, I, I bet they are going to end the show, but they're going to probably start like seeding it, the Thrawn yeah. show, yeah. right? Because everything is pointing it to so Ahsoka's next, and even in this episode, they're or in the season. They're like, Thrawn, he exists, baby. Is he coming back? What about those space whales I've heard alluded to uh, and shit like that? And then we see the Ahsoka trailer come out around right. episode seven or eight. 
And um, there was a theory that, like, the armor was one of Ahsoka's friends from Rebels or whatever. And then turns out, no, or, you know, it's just here. You know, they they cast her as someone else. So I'm very curious to see. You know, it's, it's like a Marvel thing. It's, it, hey, guess what? It's a Disney property. And now they're finally planning it out. So I'll take that and I'll say thank you. It feels like they are setting up a – and I think they've kind of implied uh, and confirmed there's going to be a movie uh, or maybe more movies set with these yeah. folks. You know, it's probably going to be where Ahsoka dies because they don't want to deal with uh, what that means. So I bet, you know, Din, Ahsoka, and some other fucks are going to run around and do some cool <laughs> – it's going to be their Avengers. I would like oh, – yeah. I meant to say folks, by the way, but I <laughs> had a little uh, – something. I, my allergies, like, weirdly got really bad when we started, like, recording. So, like, it sounds like I'm wheezing the whole time like Darth Vader. It's not my fault. I would like uh, Elia Kane or, uh, to be – a big maybe a big bat for next season and she builds yeah. like a whole spy network maybe she gets a ton of the remnants that are in the amnesty program to turn back and like Let's she go. attempts a coup or some shit uh, yeah I, I don't know what i want uh, for i just think she's a very good actor plot, and she I, does yeah and, like she plays that role amazing and yeah. um Absolutely. i would like more of that and we don't see i mean she she's still doing her her thing yeah. like so you know <laughs> she just keeps telling tim meadows not to do the I right think thing this season <laughs> It it stuck the landing. Like the show has right. has figured itself yeah. out. It sort of started to flex its muscles. Kind of, it's a little bit less experimental, but not less weird. It, which is again like why we were kind of like, yeah, this is the best season, even though X Y Z. Because like again, I think just sticking the landing is so important. Mm-hmm. Like setting up Bo as the Mandalorian and setting up all the Mandalorians as the Mandalorian, the, 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 the Mandalorian code and creeds no longer just Din being a weirdo. Yeah. Um, but that makes me, that being said, you know, I'm super curious how, what that means. Like, and in part, in part of that curiosity is like, wait, did they say they were going to like take the rebel trooper money and then put it into Bo's show? I don't think Bo gets a show. I don't know what shows know. are slated, but, but to be honest with you, but I guess they have their you have your plot too because he specifically told tells Teva in the Latin that bar bar scene. Oh no, do I sound <laughs> you bad? for a second? So it's probably you just oh. saying something while Jane and I go. Uh oh, uh oh. I was saying you probably the, the narrative is probably probably going to come about because he specifically tells Teva when they go visit him in the bar that he would help. He wants bounties yeah. for remnants for imperial imperial remnants. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. No, that's a great way to tie it all in, actually. As as far as I'm concerned, the biggest challenge for the next however long the show lasts is going to be how do you how do you end how do you end the show while it's still fresh and interesting? Yeah, and I think I think the answer to that is they don't, meaning they it's the final season, final episode of the show, but hey, but look over the horizon. There's the, you know, whatever they call it movie yeah. or or you know it's the it's the marvel knights it's the you know avengers whatever uh crossover type shit and i bet that's what they're gonna do that makes sense. um and i feel like in the past it was fairly uh established that they are going to do a set of movies in this time but i haven't heard anything in the past like year or two so who who knows? And again, you know, they're supposed to uh, uh, Cara Dune is supposed to have her own show. So there is a little bit of a hole in the lore, but it's it's pretty clear they're setting up Thrawn. So we will have to see what Ahsoka does. 
You know, obviously, we have to see what Ahsoka does to see what's next. But literally, we have to see what Ahsoka does to see what's next for the franchise. Uh, did we mention I, I, that they I, mentioned Thrawn in the Zoom call? I think we said it. Or? I don't they, remember. They did, I don't think so. Yeah, they mentioned Thrawn in the Zoom call. And basically, Gideon was like, why are we waiting for Thrawn to do cool shit? We can do cool <laughs> shit now. <laughs> right. Because I don't God, even know what time. Thrawn's core lore is. Because I only know him from the legend shit, so I don't know what he does in Rebels or anything like I that. I like to think all those warlords were like the super nerds of the Empire yeah. Oh, yeah, General. Totally. Like, I'm like, oh, this is our time, guys. We can do it. They're the, but they're also not as racist because they 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 will allow an alien to be their their head leader. Yeah, kind of yeah. rad. Yeah, because there's also this weird shit of like, Chiss, their planet's not in the solar system at or the, the galaxy yeah, no. it's like way the fuck yeah. out there uh i think there is like one canon book They're on like chiss rising or something like that confusing man i liked this season it, it yeah. yeah me too it me too me a, a lot to enjoy i feel like every episode yep. had at least some highs in it um mm-hmm. 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 no yeah mm-hmm. it, it was a it was a good narrative it was yeah. we were here and we ended in a different place yeah, and it made sense where we ended because of the motivations made sense for the characters involved. And no, yeah, yeah. All of, I was always excited to see the next episode. I kind of feel like me not being excited for the beginning uh, made me like the end yeah. more. Once you know, it started finding his feet. I just, yeah, you can tell like shows like this. There's shows that I, like, I'm gonna watch or this and that, and it's just it's always interesting shows that grab you and you're like you know the day they're hitting whatever the streaming platform or something and you're right. like i wake up like i'm this is what i'm putting on when i'm like you know, oh yeah like, i mean because i watched naruto on wednesday for yeah. my naruto podcast and then once i finished naruto i was like let's fucking go it's a mandalorian yeah. episode I'm and and there's been stoked. star wars shows and periods i'm like i'll get to it i'll get to it this weekend or something like that or but this yeah. season was one where i was like wednesday rolled around i'm like nope watching it this, yeah this yeah i didn't i I didn't watch Andor for like until like episode seven came out or something like that. Once people said, no, it's actually good. Um, I'm way behind on the Marvel shows and I don't think I'm going to watch them. Sorry, She-Hulk. I love that actress. I I watched all She-Hulk. It was fun. Um, I still got to watch Miss Marvel, the one I haven't finished. Yeah, I dropped off Miss Marvel. I was like, this is the best one. And then I was like, and then I just stopped. It's good. It's just, it's, it's one of those things where I'm like, I see this is good. It's not like. I don't know. There's so much fun. This shit season just went know, down so, much. so easy. That's yeah. like yeah. a month beyond everything else that it accomplished. That in itself, like being entertaining and compelling and fun and kind of easy breezy, like is right. a very challenging tone to land. No, on. totally, totally. And, and yeah, absolutely. We poked That's fun at some things, it. but there wasn't really anything that was like near the level of the choices that like. Boba did. Like, why the <laughs> fuck did you do that? Like, well, why and, and that's why I think it's like Dave Fellini versus John Favreau because, yeah. like, explicitly the guy that plays Boba Fett was like, "Why am I talking so much? This sucks." And then Boba Fett, and then uh, not Boba Fett, and then John Favreau was just on a conference call while he was doing like five other things. No, don't change shit. I'm like, okay. So it was like very much like Boba Fett was bad because John Favreau wouldn't take notes. Is like the impl- implication. <laughs> Having said, John bad. Favreau gets the the credit. <laughs> they had gutter punks. 
Shiny motorcycle gutter punks. Ah, uh, I love yellow jackets, but whenever I see that girl pop up in yellow jackets, <laughs> I right. punch my fist. <laughs> that was so, and dude, dude. When they're in the uh, guns for hire, they pass Vespas. I'm like you fucks, <laughs> and it felt very much like, yeah, we're gonna do it, but we're not gonna be that mu- that quote unquote cringe. We're not gonna throw that shit on it. Both that sucked, but I'm, I like to see campaign, but whatever. <laughs> All right. Any final thoughts? We went a little long. Sorry, Jane. Didn't expect to stay this no. late. I guess sorry too, Pat. Yeah, you know. no. I, always good to talk about Star Wars with my buddies. Cool beans. Cool beans. Well, um, until Ahsoka. Ugh. I mean, I'm more excited. Ugh. I think I think if we have time, we might do more Ahsoka. But again, literally, gang, it's just based on time. You know. Yeah. Until it's, then. I'll just be hanging out at my space cabin, whittling while my son floats frogs. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was so cute. Ugh. Yeah, I loved it. Um, do we want to give, uh, since this is the final one, let's do some plugs. You yeah. follow me on Twitter at Tim Lanning. Um, I have a, a, a Left Behind podcast now with my wife where we go through the Left Behind books and discuss how they, you know, maybe have a connection to our modern hellscape and things like QAnon. It's called Tribulation Farce. We also have a, uh, a Patreon that helps support that along with some other things. And that is patreon.com slash content hole. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. Uh, you should absolutely stay engaged with my uh, fellow co-hosts on social media. But if you want to take a break from social media, let me tell you, it <laughs> is great. Um, I am... I've dialed mine back a little bit, and it yeah, does Yeah, it's rule. so good. Uh, so, yeah, you, you can't really follow me anywhere, but you can go to clonewars.watch if uh, this season of Mando has got you hankering for a Clone Wars quick start watch list. Hell yeah. Thank That's you. where Boca Tan's That's where from. she is from. I'm unfortunately the Pat Edwards everywhere because I have to be. Um, <laughs> but I do want to plug because I know sometimes we have we have a hand, we do have some listeners that don't necessarily cross over to a lot of to everything else yeah. we do. Um, in case you don't know, uh, I you know write it's my job and books and I ha- I actually since last time you all heard from me on this this show this podcast um, co-founded a production studio called Storytellers Forge that is just uh launched our first big book it's an ttrpg book called the black ballad we funded on backer kit and max set all our stretch goals it went incredible it's deep into production we're really close to a finish line um you can check that out at storytellersforge.com or just find me you know the padded words i got links to it everywhere yeah. but it's uh it, it. it's the it's the it's the uh tt RPG, you can convert it to other systems. It converts really easy to fifth edition Dungeons and D of course. Um, but it's the campaign you play after a TPK, after your party Ooh. all dies. So that rules. That's fun. Yeah, radical. Well, until next time, this is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Yes. yes.